Joe Biden has released what he is going to do in response to the three dead and 40 injured in Jordan. Uh, the question is, why did he do that? Is this guy incompetent or just a coward? I have an idea on which. We'll talk about that. Taylor Swift is endorsing Joe Biden. Not only is this not a surprise, but it's probably not going to work. So we'll talk about that. And I have to ask, what happened to the New York Post? What a disappointment that news, that rag has become. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great day yesterday. All right. So we got a lot of news still, and let's get to it. All right, so we did get the names released of those three service members that were killed. They're 24-year-old uh, specialist Kennedy Landon Sanders from Wake Cross, Georgia. Then there's 23-year-old specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffat and 46-year-old Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. As I've said earlier, essentially what ended up happening was a U.S. drone was coming back to base because the United States had been pretty successful at shooting down drones. Uh, well, a drone was coming back to base and then a Houthi drone or whoever sent it uh, was following that drone. And so the United States, the, the service members didn't pick it up and then it slammed into the base and killed the three. Again, we can't forget that 40 were injured and some of them were serious, life-changing injuries. So, like brain injuries. So these people were are going to be damaged for life. And all for pretty much nothing and our president doesn't seem to care. Well, Joe Biden, in just immense incompetence, could be politics, probably to make the voters like him more. Uh, he actually leaked what his plans are, or somebody from his administration leaked what the plans are going to be to Politico. This is what they said. Among the options on the table for the Pentagon, striking Iranian personnel in Syria or Iraq or Iranian naval assets in the Persian Gulf, according to officials. The Iranian government, for its part, has suggested that a strike on Iran itself would be a red line. The officials suggest that once the president gave the go-ahead, the retaliation likely would begin in the next couple of days and come in waves against a range of targets. Now, my first question when I heard this is, and I heard this this morning, is why? Why are you even talking about this? This is, no, don't tell them because now they're waiting for it. And if they're waiting for it, they're going to make sure they have ways to hide. Don't tell them where you're going. So the big question is, why would you say something like this? Well, I think it's obvious. They don't want to kill Iranian assets. They don't want to kill Iranians. They they just want this to, to okay, you killed some troops. Fine. No big deal. I have to do something to look strong. But... Here, here's what we're going to be doing, so guys, get ready. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And then Iran sits there 
and they say, oh, if you attack, attack us, that's a red line. Really? That's a red line? And what are you going to do about it? And by the way, what are they going to do other than what they're doing now? They're, they're already attacking. Me? I think it's time to bomb the mullahs themselves. Go find where they are and start bombing Iran. What's Iran going to do? They have no air defense. They have no air force. How about a couple of things all at once? How about bombing Iran, bombing the, uh, the folks in Iraq, Syria, and um, Iraq, Syria, or, and bombing the Iranian naval assets? How about taking care of them all together? Do it all. Again, this guy's a coward. He still thinks Iran can, he can sign some sort of weird deal with Iran. I mean, mind you, he did release $6 billion on 9-11 of all days. He released, he gave them all their money back. So this guy, he is just doing everything. He, this Biden administration is absolutely incredible. And it's all cowardice and incompetence. You know what? Let Iran be pissed. Bomb them into the Stone Age. I am getting sick and tired of politics determining how we fight on the battlefield. <coughs> and I am not for a war with Iran. I don't think it's a good thing. It'll be expensive. There'll be losses. But I don't think Iran wants a war either. And so what I'm thinking is you can do damage to Iran and they're not going to do anything. You know what? Here's something wild and crazy. Go after their oil. Start bombing their oil oil refineries. Take them out. Hurt them. Because hitting some camel in the middle of Syria is not going to hurt Iran. They don't care about the people that are doing their proxy work. They don't care if you hit, hit a Houthi. They don't care if you hit some 16-year-old Iraqi that's carrying a 90-year-old AK-47. They don't care about those people. As long as you don't hit Iran, well, hit Iran where it hurts. And guess what? That red line that Iran keeps talking about, yeah, that red line is not going to be any more than what they're doing now. They can't get into a war with the United States. They can't handle it. We just bomb them into the Stone Age. But for some reason... I, and I, we just talked about this last week. Well, when is it? What's going to happen when a U.S. military man dies? And now we've had three. What are they going to do now? And then we're going to hear, oh, they hit some camp in the middle of Syria or Iraq. They sunk a pontoon boat in the middle of the Red Sea. None of this stuff is going to affect Iran, and none of them, none of that is going to deter them. But here's the thing, this also appeases Biden's base. Biden's base, the far left, which by the way is the biggest problem Biden has in this election. Don't kid yourself, I know he's got the border, which is a disaster. He's got uh, four, he's got two wars he's got to deal with, which is a disaster. He's got a bad economy. He's got high crime, high homelessness, huge drug problem, none of which he's handled. Yes, he's got all that, but he's also got the left. He's got people that want to turn men into women, people who want polyamorous relationships. More on that later. Get rid of the country. Get rid of religion. Censor free speech. Take away your guns. It's the far left. that You've got idiots that are throwing soup 
on paintings for climate change. These are the problems Biden is going to have to deal with. And if I were Trump, I'd be pointing this crap out every time. Every time. Not talking about E. Jean Carroll or any of that other bullshit. Just go straight in. Yeah, I would mention, hey, look what's happening. They're all attacking me. I wonder why. Of course, the corruption is coming, is, is being shown. Everyone sees it. Right now, all this stuff where Trump is, is being persecuted, it's not hurting Trump at all. It's not even hurting Trump with, with the, some, some of the people that are left of center. People are beginning to look at Trump and say, why are they doing this to him? E. Jean Carroll should have never gotten $83 million. She's not going to get any of that. She's going to get a spit of that. All of that is going to be, all of that is going to be appealed and she's not going to get crap as far as I'm concerned. But as far as I I realize, I mean, that was the worst case, unbelievably partisan case. But everyone sees this stuff and they're beginning to say, hey, there's really something wrong with our government. Really something wrong with our government. Okay, but Biden is is hell-bent on keeping that leftist base, even though they're insane. And, you know, we saw what happened in Virginia. Virginia, when, when um, Yunkin was elected, it wasn't because of the economy. It wasn't because of his stance on, on abortion, which the left is using. It was the leftist causes like... Uh, CRT and gender theory in schools, converting kids to uh, converting the sex of kids, things like that. This is stuff Trump needs to nail on. Will Trump do it? I don't know because he's really bad at this. All he does is say inflammatory things that pisses off a lot of people and makes them look incompetent. But it is bullshit like this that we're all looking at and saying, this guy really sucks at his job. That's, that's Biden. And we shouldn't vote for him. And now U.S. service members are killed. And mind you, all three service members were black. That is not going to go well if he doesn't do anything. We just look, Everyone looks at this and says, this guy is just is terrible at his job. But he's out there. To the left, he's doing a great job. You hear all the time that that you got all Biden's minions are continually scream. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. To the left, he is. To the left, he absolutely is. But even Biden knows there's some screwed up things. The Biden administration knows. So, for example, you may notice gas prices has gone down. Do you notice no one's talking about that? Even Joe Biden is not talking about that. Gas prices in California have dropped almost a dollar fifty. Now they're still over four dollars, four twenty, so they're still very high. And but you know, but they have dropped quite a bit. And the question is why? Well, we found out why. Joe Biden is drilling again. Do you know why? He wants gas prices as low as they can be before the election. Inflation is cooling. Do you know why? Well, 40% of uh, the money spent is not by the private sector, it's by the government. So, of course, the more the government spends, the more inflation will go down. Of course, Joe Biden's 82 years old. He doesn't give a damn what happens 10 years from now when he does that. I mean, we're at $33 trillion of debt. 
I'll also know. I'll also mind remind you that Joe Biden is not screaming how he's lowered the debt at all anymore. He used to scream that left and right, and people were looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" The debt has gone from twenty seven trillion to thirty three trillion on your watch. It's gone up, and if it weren't for those stubborn Republicans in the in the House, it would go up more because you constantly want to spend. Oh, he's such a terrible president. In other news, Cori Bush is in trouble. Um, apparently, she is under investigation right now for uh, misappropriation of funds. Shocker, shocker, shocker. My question is not that she's, why is she under investigation? My question is, why didn't they hit her up three years ago? Because they already had an investigation on her for misappropriation of funds. Remember, she was paying her, was it her brother? Money in the tune of $600,000 to be the head of her security group. So people are wondering, well, where was that investigation? Republicans have no teeth. That's the big problem with Republicans. They really don't have any teeth. Speaking of having no teeth, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is being impeached. Uh, They're drawing up the articles as we speak today. Now, I think that's a good thing. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to lead to anything because impeachment is political. He's not going to get, he'll get impeached in the House, I hope. I mean, I would think they have the votes if they did it. He's going to get he's going to get impeached in the house, but he won't get impeached in the Senate. I don't understand how you don't. I don't understand how this guy does not get kicked out of office. Just an FYI. Do you folks realize that Joe Biden hasn't fired one person in his cabinet yet? All the bullshit that's going on in the country. All all the bullshit that's going on around the world. All the bullshit that's happening at the border. And Pete Buttigieg has effed up everything he's touched. We've had trains crashing. Planes are falling out of the sky. Um, The Secretary Lloyd Austin disappears for two weeks for some unknown surgery, doesn't tell the president. And mind you, this is in the middle of two wars. That's the Secretary of Defense goes missing for two weeks in the middle of two wars and no one realizes he's gone. Speaking of, that again brings us to Pete Buttigieg. He disappeared for three months on paternity leave with his gay boy, with his gay husband. He's gone for three months and no one realized it. You've got his nuclear waste uh, undersecretary getting arrested for stealing freaking luggage at an airport that guy wasn't arrested for oh i don't know a month two months after he first gotten caught and then you got alejandro mayorkas who's who is basically open the entire border even though that's a biden i I, he doesn't get fired because he's doing exactly what biden wants but this guy hasn't gotten fired Joe Biden could just sit there and say, I'm firing Mayorkas simply to get some heat off of him. But he keeps Mayorkas in there and it looks more like this is intentional. Absolutely incredible. 
And finally, Taylor Swift is going to endorse Joe Biden. And the Biden administration is absolutely loving this. Uh, they asked Karen Jean-Pierre, CNN, I think, did. Yeah, CNN. <coughs> asked Karen Jean-Pierre about this, and her re response was, was absolutely hysterical. So the CNN anchor asked, so what should, would Swift support give the president? Any plans? Any plans to go on tour? So then she responded, Karen Jean-Pierre, who, by the way, is just freaking terrible. Quote, so let me first say, I got to be really mindful. I'm a federal employee. As you know, there's something called the Hatch Act, so certainly cannot speak to anything that is related to the 2024 upcoming election. By the way, the Hatch Act has nothing to do with her answering questions about Taylor Swift and Joe Biden going on tour. She doesn't even know what the Hatch Act is. It's basically... The president can't use federal funds and his office at, to get himself elected. That's what it is. So the president, now, if Taylor Swift supports Joe Biden and Joe Biden wants Taylor Swift at one of his campaign rallies, or if Joe Biden wants to go to a concert, he has no problem with it. She can answer this question, is what I'm saying. The Hatch Act, this is not the president taking federal funds and dumping it into his campaign, which, by the way, knowing Joe Biden, that's probably what he's doing anyway. So here we go. So she continues. So going to be, so going to be super, super, super mindful, obviously. There are a lot of I know, there are a lot of I know in my shop, in the press office shop, there are a lot of Swifties. If you were, if you will, fans of Taylor Swift. And so I'm not going to leave it. So I'm just going to leave it there. Here's a question for you. Um, I, there are a lot of Swifties. That's not a shock. Okay. But this doesn't answer any questions. Essentially what she said was that, um, essentially what she said was that no, he's not gonna go to the the Super Bowl with and sit with Taylor Swift, and which I still think might be bullshit. I think he might actually do just that. Which, by the way, is that a hatch hatch violation to sit there and say he's gonna do? No. Um, will he have Taylor Swift at one of his campaign rallies? Well, he's not gonna have a campaign rally, but if he did, yeah, he would. Not a violation of the Hatch Act to say that. Is she thrilled to have them? Of course. I do have a couple of things on this. First off, um, I don't think Taylor Swift, who writes songs on making bad choices about men all the time, that's what most of her music is about. I don't think her supporting Joe Biden is going to have much of a movement on the clock. I really don't think it's going to make any difference. Uh, ben Shapiro today said that uh, people were claiming that her Instagram following upped the voter registrations by 35,000. He said she's got 2.8 million subscribers. So upping it 35,000 isn't a lot. And this also brings me to the second part. Um, why is it the Democrats always think if they get some pop star that that's going to do anything? They do this every election. And Barack Obama did it. 
a lot. I think he started it. But Barack Obama didn't really need any pop stars. He was also he was very he could speak well, good-looking guy. There was no real issues with Barack Obama. He it didn't matter that Snoop Dogg supported him. So I'm not exa- but every other Democrat, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, it really doesn't seem to have any effect on them. And the reality is Joe Biden is such a bad president. I don't think Anyone's going to give a damn that a billionaire is supporting Joe Biden. I also think it's funny. Remember the days when billionaires are evil, 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 but the Democrats have no problem bringing billionaires in to help them and fund their campaigns. I just want to see, bring up the irony. You know, they keep saying the Democrats are for the poor people. No, they're not. They've never been for the poor people. And they've always got, they always got the billionaires helping them out. It's amazing. The other thing it, it really shows me is, um, one, uh, the second thing is the need to create conspiracy theories. Now, there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there about Taylor Swift right now, which I I, I buy some of them, I won't lie. Uh, for example, Taylor Swift was hired at, by the NFL, and she and Travis Kelsey hooked up to bring viewers to the NFL. Now, I, I did believe this only because they show Taylor Swift, and I know the New York Times said they don't show her that often. Um, no, they show her constantly. She's on TV eight to ten times every time. And when someone says, well, that's not very much, it's maybe minute, two minutes of airtime, I said, yeah, but how many times do they show Pat Mahomes' wife? Who, by the way, is a very good-looking woman. How many times do they show Pat Mahomes' wife holding their baby? They don't show her at all. Tra- Taylor Swift, they show eight to ten times a game. It's annoying. And it's worked. I mean, a bunch of NFL people. Now, of course, I don't think, like the, the Chiefs won, and they're, the conspiracy theories are out there. Vivek Ramaswamy brought it up, that the reason the, the Chiefs game was fixed so that the Chiefs could go to the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift can be shown 25 times and... Stuff like that. Um, I saw the game versus Baltimore. It didn't look it didn't look uh, fixed. It looked like uh, Baltimore choked. <laughs> That's it. And Chiefs are playing well. So I, I hate the little conspiracies the writer coming up here with here. Um, the only thing I could see is Joe Biden's at the Super Bowl in two weeks. I could see that happening, standing right next to Taylor Swift. And Pat Mahomes' wife. Now, I don't know Pat Mahomes' politics. He Maybe the wife doesn't like him. I don't know. But that's you're hearing a lot of conspiracies. So Vivek Ramaswamy, for example, he actually wrote, uh, he actually wrote on Twitter, quote, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally pop, propped up couple this fall just some wild speculation over here let's see how it ages over the next eight months see i i just don't like that this is vivek is a smart guy just coming up with conspiracy theories this is kind of a fox news thing fox news has become conspiracy tv and i watch fox news a lot 
And they do. They have become kind of Jesse Waters. They had Tucker Carlson, who's a huge conspiracy theory nut. Um, I mean, Tucker Carlson didn't get away from talking about aliens. Every five minutes, he's talking about aliens. So, I mean, this is entertaining for me. I, I just think it's not really great to point some of this stuff out. Um, I, but I, I won't lie. I, I did think about it. I did think that maybe, maybe this had a lot to do with it. That I did think the Baltimore Chiefs game would probably be fixed. And it wasn't. It turned out there weren't bizarre penalties called or anything like that. I did think it was weird that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift got together. And then that they show her every three minutes. No one cares. But it did bring up ratings. Okay, more people are watching the NFL. Of course, the NFL has always been watched, so I'm not exactly sure why they do that. But it's a thought. Okay, but the last part that really bothers me, and I've talked about this before, if you're going to go out and vote for president and you're going to go out and vote for Joe Biden and you're going to go out and vote for president and vote for Joe Biden because of Taylor Swift, you shouldn't be voting. And I've said this already. I've talked to my wife about it who just became an American citizen. I've talked to my stepdaughter about it. And we all agree. If you don't know anything about politics, you shouldn't be voting. You should have to know about our government. You should have to know about our history. You should be able to string a sentence together without saying literally or like 900 times. We'll get to that in a second. But to sit back and say, oh, hey, Taylor Swift, so now I'm going to vote? Yeah, you shouldn't be voting. You have no business voting. You don't know what you're voting for. You don't know what's going on in the country. And I did, in a previous podcast, I did point out there was an article, a study made that people who fell into this popular culture cult were less intelligent than the normal human being. So guess what? That is absolutely correct. All right. So let's get, there was a lot to say. Actually, the Taylor Swift thing was supposed to be my first story. But let's get to our dumbasses of the day. Okay, so I got a couple of real winners here. So the first one is not a dumbass of the day. I I really think it's just a short video clip. And I think, I mean, it's a dumbass of the day because she says some really stupid crap. But what she does say is what I make fun of. Uh, is why I make fun of the left and why I accuse the left of of things. So basically what this broad goes through is that being happy is an insult to black people. Yes, yes. She doesn't go out and straight out say it, but it, it is racist to be happy. And therefore, you should give all your money to black people. I'm not kidding. Let's listen to this broad talk. But she does listen very carefully, though, because she does have a point that I make up, make constantly when we talk about these far leftists. This might be a controversial take, but I'm seeing a lot of queer white people posting shit like like posting themselves being really happy and doing some random shit and being like, yeah, our joy is resistance. And like, in my opinion, white people's joy is not resistance like queer or not 
your joy is not resistance matter of fact your joy is what got us here in the first place like your joy is why we're having to resist and like y'all putting yourselves and finding yourselves and like your own joy in front of everybody else is what got us here like literally i'm seeing so many white people right now going on like organizer retreats and posting about their joy and how awesome it was honestly i want to see more of y'all like sitting your ass at home and giving your money to black and brown people so they can do that shit you know here's the thing first off she said like in that minute and 30 clip actually it was a minute nine or something like that she said like 11 times and then and then she added she really made her point by saying like literally so i right off the bat this is an idiot you just don't really listen to her because she's obviously just stupid uh but she does make a very and of course it, the basic premise is being happy is racist and give me your money. I mean, that's what she's saying. Of course, someone like me will go, no, and I'm happy, and I ain't giving you my money because I'm happy. Or I'm not going to make myself... What she's suggesting is make myself miserable and give you your money. So, in other words, I have to be miserable tenfold. I have to give you my money and be poor, and I have to make myself miserable. I mean, there was a time I was poor. I was still happy. So be unhappy because happiness is racist and give us your money. Be poor too. That'll make sure you're unhappy. Okay, let's take that argument and let's just throw it aside. All right? Forget that. It's stupid. That's where she hits the dumbass. But she does have a good point. The good point is, you know, you are not allowed to be happy if you're a leftist. You're not. You've got to be in a perpetual state of anger, depression, uh, rage. You can never be happy, ever. And that's one of the reasons why appeasing these people is pointless. Because they're never going to be happy. Whenever someone talks about racism and crap like this, I said, I don't care. The reason I don't care is because if the whole country decided to acknowledge racism the way these people wanted, it still wouldn't be enough. We decided to give you all the reparations that California wants to do, $11 million a year plus a tractor and a cow. It still wouldn't be enough. These people are never going to be happy. So F them. And this is one of the things, I look at videos like this, I laugh. I absolutely laugh at them because you're an idiot. No one's going to do what you want like. No one cares what you think like. Like you're a moron. Like how can you live like so miserable? And then we wonder why the suicide rate is, is up. Because it's people like this that are killing themselves because they're miserable all the time. They have no God. They have no family. They, they, they have no hope. It's pathetic. It's sad. Okay. Here's our dumbass winner. Um, and he's just... This guy's just nuts. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it shows everything wrong with our society right here. I mean, this guy is completely gone. So apparently he's gay. And this is a guy. I know it sounds kind of like a girl. No, this is a guy. 
And apparently he can't get other guys to go out with him. Or other guys go out with him and then I guess he has sex with them and they just disappear. And this enrages him. So let's listen to this guy go off. Stop playing fucking games with me, bitch! I swear, like, I, no! Hi, everyone, if you're new, welcome. If you're not anal, fucking time it is, bitch! It is time for the... Uh, it's time for the daily scream! This is just an announcement in general, so what I'm about to say isn't for any singular person in particular. But if you're talking to me, dating me, or whatever, your actions need to match your fucking marks! You cannot tell me, oh, I like you, or oh, I really like talking to you, and then fall off the face of the fucking earth. Like, you just told me you liked me, but now what am I supposed to fucking think? Also, like, this has been getting on my nerves, like, I feel like a rabid fucking animal. But to say you like me, and then follow up that statement by acting like you don't fucking like me is crazy, bitch! Like, I'm sorry I thought you liked me because you told me that you liked me and also acted like you liked me. Bitch, what? Like, please, please, make up your fucking mind, bitch! Actually, now that we're on the topic, if you're the type of guy who's like, I don't want to come off too strong too quick, so I'm gonna pull away. Bitch, you already did! You already did! You can't just spend weeks talking to somebody nonstop just to be like, wait, I don't want to come off too strong. Let me pull out of this one. Bitch, got a fucking grip! Because if you expect me to sit here and wait around for your ass, you, my friend, are rudely mistaken. The video's worse, by the way. I mean, he looks exactly the way he sounds. Now, his hair isn't purple or anything, but he's got earrings and a nose. He's really gay. But here's the question I have. Does he act like this on his dates? I don't know. I, I'm thinking if he did, yeah, I'm not surprised no one calls you back. All right. Let's get take a look here. Now, this is something I want to hit up. The Washington Post is an ancient newspaper. I'm sorry, not the Washington Post, the New York Post. It was started in 1801 by Alexander Hamilton, you know, the founding father, a Federalist, the guy who helped like make the Constitution. It's always been considered a far-right newspaper, a conservative paper. But I'm not sure what has happened to them. So they had two stories that I'm going to go over. So this first story, let's just look at the story. And, well, there are two stories we're going to cover, but let's look at these stories and just talk about the stories. And then let's get back to the newspaper. Because... I'm going to read you a lot of this and I want you, I want to read a lot of this simply so you can hear what they seem to be saying. Okay, so let's go to this. According to the New York Post, this was last week. Three's Company 2. That's not even a clever tagline. I don't even know what that means. Your relationship could be ready for the adventure of polyamory and you might not even know it according to experts on the subject of non-monogamy. The more is more concept has been increasingly common among the American couples, with a recent study showing that a majority surveyed Gen Z aged participants are opti- are opting for open relationships. Now I do want to point out that yet yeah, I'm not surprised Gen Z aged participants are opting for open relationships because they're also the ones that are not having any kids. They're also the ones that are not having sex as often. 
And they're also the ones that are higher in suicide and depression. So, yeah, I'm not shocked that these guys are doing it. A number of happy practitioners recently shared their experiences with the Huff Post, suggesting that conventional duos who feel the spark has, has left their once passionate romantic lives might consider stepping out together as next steps. In other words, going out and screwing other people. Here are six signs that polyamory crowd suggest might signify that your relationship is ready for a serious change. Now, mind you, I'm 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 gonna just read the six. I'm gonna read the six, and then we're gonna. I'm just gonna get to this article. Okay. So the first one is is your mind is a curious one. In other words, you wonder if effing that effing the next door neighbor how good she is in bed or how good he is in bed. Um, here's a newsflash. Gen X does that too. So did baby boomers. So did, so did the millennials. I, that's nothing new. You know what you do? You don't do it. You just don't do it. You can wonder, but that, that's all you do is wonder. You're in a relationship. You're in a committed relationship. You made a commitment. You made a covenant with another human being. Is that, does that count for nothing? Okay. Other people give you energy. The hell does that even mean? Other people give you energy. I, I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I know what they're saying it means. They're saying there are other people that just make you happy, that get you going. Here's a newsflash. Those other people that give you energy, when you're in a relationship, that energy, that romance, that passion is what they're talking about. That goes away too with them too. The reality is a relationship. It has that initial passion period. It's usually the first six months to a year. And then it kind of dies down a little bit. And that's normal. That's how relationships work. You can date anybody in the freaking world. You can date the most beautiful movie star in the world. And that's how that relationship is going to go. It also explains why a lot of actors and, and celebrities don't stay married for a long time. Because after a year or two, that relationship begins to kind of calm down. And the passion kind of eases. And that's normal. Then your partner becomes, guess what? Your friend. More than a, a passionate, that's normal. Sitting back and looking to keep that passion doesn't is never going to exist. Unless you go out and screw one person after the other, which they're suggesting. The connection, the third, connection is stronger. The connection is strong with your partner. The idea here is that your partner and you can handle it. All right. And the next one is just like two. There's a distance in the bedroom. The connection, the connection with your partner, there is little jealousy and you're confident in your relationship and you're confident in yourself. That's what these two actually mean. Okay. The connection is strong with your partner and there's a distance in the bedroom. Here's the problem. Okay. Here's the problem. No relation. Nobody is like that. There is no such thing as a polyamorous couple 
that has lived, gone, gone through their 75th anniversary. It's never happened. It never will happen. Eventually, one of the couple is going to lose their shit. It always happens. There's a the New York New York Post actually bought us brought a story out where a gal had five husbands. And by the way, the polyamorous crowd they never look like the way they show in the pictures. They're never a guy who's six foot three with a, a six pack or a woman with an hourglass figure and an ass that can stop time. It's never that. They're all fat. They're all greasy. They all look like they haven't taken a shower in forever. That's what they look like. The New York Post actually put out a story last week again where there was a five-person polyamorous couple. The, the broad got pregnant by one of them. They don't even know who. And then she gave birth to the baby and one of the men couldn't sleep and started beating the crap out of the baby. Now he's in jail. Do you see the problem? This is the issue. Jealousy, anger, resentment, all that stuff builds in that type of relationship. I mean, think of how many times you've been jealous of your wife or spouse or significant other just for talking to another man. And by the way, that's every man. We're all like that. Okay, and the final one, you don't think of it as a problem solver. Well, it's not a problem solver. Going out and screwing other people is never a problem solver. It's a problem creator. If you go out and you have an affair, you've just ruined your relationship. There is a very good chance you're never going to get it back. The relationship is never going to recover. If she finds out or he finds out, whatever, it's never going to work out. It's going to fail. Josie and I talk about this all the time. Are you ever going to cheat on me? No, I'm never going to cheat on you. Why? I don't want the consequences. I know what the consequences are. I can't live with myself. I'm really shitty at, at, at lying. I couldn't do it. I would break down and this relationship would die faster than an uh, imploding star. I already know this, so I wouldn't do it. And for the same reasons, she wouldn't do it. Not to mention, this is why Gen Zers do it, because, you know, Gen Zers are... are young and frisky and stupid. Millennials and Gen Xers, we don't do that because, you know, we're old. We're calm. We, we, we've done that before. Of course, we didn't get married first and have kids first. This is what this Gen Z does all the time. I mean, I've got Gen Z kids and I see what they do. And my kids are pretty mellow. Josie's kids are pretty mellow. But both of us had that kid that was just wild. And yeah, no, that's not good. And of course, they were miserable. Or are miserable. Okay, so there's that. So you got the New York Post promoting polyamory. And then a couple of days later, they released this article. Let's listen to this. They're swinging into the new year and they want you to join them. A British couple says regularly having sex with others has saved their relationship and they're encouraging others to give it to go. Now that's that's mighty big problem. That's a big red flag right there. 
They're having sex with other people because their relationship is already having problems. I also want to point out in their last article, it says, don't think of polyamory as a problem solver. So right off the bat, these people have issues and they say, well, just go have sex with somebody else. Here's a newsflash. These guys will be divorced soon. Gemma 43 and Daz 40 have been swinging for five years and believe it has strengthened the bond they share. There is no way having sex with multiple people is strengthening your bond. That's a lie. They'll be divorced. It is probably something everyone should consider, Gemma told Jam Press on Friday. It's a way to enhance your relationship and grow closer through mutual shared experiences. You can also build more trust with your partner and overcome underlying jealousy. Since when does uh, popping your legs open for another man solve jealousy in a man? I, I, I don't understand. Uh, overcome underlying jealousy, attachment, and ego issues. Uh, the erotic English woman enthused before adding that it also helped boost her body confidence. These people have some serious freaking issues. So their relationship is already bad. They are constant. They're, they're insecure with themselves. I mean, she's got body issues. Looking at the guy, he probably does too. He's not, these two are good looking people. All right. This is, these are the outliers in the polyamory group. And they, they think that solving jealousy will be to sleep with other people. How does that even, jealousy is because you're afraid your wife is looking at other people. Are you afraid your husband is looking at other people? How is this going to solve it? Well, the answer is it's not. It's not. It's going to give you a quick endorphin hit, an endorphin hit that's temporary, and then you're going to be back to the same insecurities, the same jealousies. Everything is going to go right back to the way it was. Basically, this is just putting a mask on the problem. Great book by um, Barack Lowry called The Rise of the Sex Machines. Fantastic book. It's 220 pages. I think it's 220 pages. 250 pages just on this subject. Just on this subject. And it is, it, it is the basic commoditization of sex. Making sex into something that's not. Something that's just Nothing. It's just like going out and taking a dump or drinking some water. That's all it is to these to, that he talks about in this book. And it, it's all true, but these people hide. Now, let me get to the point of these two articles because they're pushing polyamory and they're pushing swinging. This is a conservative newspaper? What, what happened to the New York Post that they're pushing this bullshit? I mean, I think our big problem is we don't need any more newspapers telling us that we should be screwing everything on the planet. We need somebody to sit there and say, hey, bring back religion. Bring back commitment. Bring back honesty. Bring back things that are needed in a relationship. Bring back the nuclear family. They shouldn't be promoting this shit. There's enough promotion of this shit. And this is a conservative newspaper? 
Now, I'm hoping this is just an outlier. These are just outlier stories, but they came back to back in the same week. Along with the other story about the polyamorous fat people and one of them beating the crap out of a baby. But because he can't sleep, that, that, that did happen. And that came out in the New York Post. But why isn't that story mentioned in these articles? I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping the New York Post isn't trying to change their, their format because if they go, I mean, this isn't even kind of center, moderate positions on things. This is far left position on things. And no, it's not good. Okay, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. Uh, God bless. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.